Hello, everyone. This is It's Mental Podcast. We are a podcast to smash the shame of mental illness by telling jokes and being vulnerable. Today we have a special guest, Tyrone. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tyrone, can you uh, introduce yourself a bit? Um, name's Tyrone. I go by Tyrone Stallone, stage name. I do stand-up comedy, improv comedy, uh, whatever. I I do whatever I can to make money. <laughs> well, mm, so that's funny. Yeah. So, are you a full-time comedian? I was, mm-hmm. I was whatever that means. I was doing comedy a lot, and mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, I'm here on a comedy visa. Oh, it says like comicer on my visa. So, so yes, cool. I'm a full time comedian. Ka es ka, yes. Until Corona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until Corona. Now I'm just a full time <laughs> German student. Yeah, student. student. Yeah, yeah. What are you studying? German, Deutsch. Oh, okay, Learning okay. Deutsch, okay. so I can make real money. Because uh, then, the more money I have, the less mental illness I experience. Uh, if you are an audience, uh, by watching this show, you will know. Every time I have a person over, my dogs are fighting like crazy. They really want attention, so I give them a shout out. This is my new dog, Shifu. He's a adopted god dog, and uh, this is my dog. Panda, he's a privileged dog. Okay, now they had the spotlight. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay, good. Look at that. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what's your relationship with mental illness? Mental, my, my relationship with mental illness. <laughs> your love. We your... broke up. We, we, me and mental illness. We broke up. We were seeing each other, and then I was like, you know what? You too much drama, mental illness. <laughs> and then I dumped her. Dumped, dumped them. They mental illness is a non non binary. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean it. Where do I start, man? Fucking, I mean, I came from an abusive home. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I've had relatives who committed suicide. Uh, I spent time in fucking, you know, group homes. Uh, as a kid, I was in a mental institution for a while. You know, what I mean, like depression. Fucking. Uh, obsessive, compulsive disorder, like all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? I had a rough life, so mental illness, you know, it's always been there. You know what I mean? So it's a relationship. No matter how hard I try, I just can't let you go, mental illness. (laughs) My one true love, always there for me, always will be. So for for me, uh, childhood also played a large role for my mental illness. From when you realize there's such a thing like depression, anxiety, or whatever, from which age you realize you have it? That I have it? Mm. Uh, she has dogs on her face. Early. Early. I mean, I think my, my first. And like my real, like like only like real, like wholehearted, like I'm gonna fucking do it. And I did it. Suicide attempt. I was 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? But looking back, I was depressed for years, like before that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like maybe since oh God, like, yeah, since I was a kid, you know what I mean? There was always like some darkness, always something happening. Oh, look at the dog. 
so compassionate. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me, black man. He, so he, it's a Berlin he, dog. He's a shelter dog. He just wants love for food. Yeah, I understand. I yeah. understand. But um, I like I like I like dogs. But I'm not gonna make out with you on camera. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what happened, man. You know what I mean? So I was at a young age, and I grew up. Oh, I spent a lot of time in group homes. Mm-hmm. That's where they put kids who, you know, like their parents aren't aren't fit. They can't live with their parents for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I was there. My you just bit me. <laughs> and so, um, like, yeah, I, I, I was there. All right, all right, all right. And so I was in there, and I was around people who were like straight up fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that once I was taken out of the environment that I was in, my condition improved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. I don't think it was so much like some people are born with like a chemical imbalance in their brain or, you know, through their experiences or whatever. Maybe you got beat or, you know, all kinds of shit that your brain changes. But I noticed like once, you know, all that shit happened, I was taken out of my house Mm -hmm. and I was around different people, different shit. Even though it wasn't a cakewalk and it wasn't like perfect, Mm -hmm. it was still better than being at home. You know what I mean? So when that happened, my condition improved like immensely. Have you ever uh, tried uh, medication? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I took um, what fucking Prozac before, mm-hmm. Mipramine, Thorazine, and some shit for fucking like a compulsion, compulsive disorder. I forgot what the fuck it was. You know what I mean? That shit was bizarre, man. It made me gain like all kinds of weight. I had this big old ass and like a stomach and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was way out eating. Slept like a fucking baby though, but uh, you know the the medication. I don't know. I didn't really like it. You know what I'm saying? I ended up selling it. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing. You know what I mean? Just ended up just like selling the fucking meds. You know, you took your meds. Like yeah, sure. You know, end up just selling them because it's fucking. Who buys it? Just motherfuckers, man. People just you know, if it's a drug, people want to fucking take it. You know what I mean? You got guys that are like, okay, well. This might not get me high on, on on my own, but if I drink with it or if I mix it with this, then I'll get fuck, fucked up. So, you know, that's just what, what it how is. How did man. you find the demand of this kind of... Uh... You just tell motherfuckers, like, man, I'm on, you know, man, I, I take pills for depression. Pills, man, how much? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I supported myself. I was selling my fucking, you know, depression meds. I got a couple other friends that, like, were on fucking meds. I'd get their meds and I'd sell them, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Fucking... You know, find people like, you know, I'm not going to go into details, but yeah, man, you just get, you get pills and you sell them. Aww. You know what I'm saying? You are really a, a survivor and a hustler. I guess. I mean, yeah. fuck, you have to, you know, you go to school, you don't have nice clothes mm-hmm. or nice, you know what I mean? Shoes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, people make funny and people want to kick your ass just mm-hmm. because you don't have the shoes mm-hmm. that, you know. So for how long you, you've been under medication? Oh, I, I'm I'm not on meds now. I, I was on meds. Shit, I mean for like. Oh God, let me think. When I was taking meds, oh you little motherfucker, you trying to bite me? Uh, when I was on meds, I don't know. I did it when I was in the when I was in the mental institution. I was like heavily medicated for about. I mean, well, they tried to heavily medicate me for about four months. Mm-hmm. I took the pills. Like I was supposed to for about three weeks, mm-hmm. but then it was like I just couldn't think. I was always tired, mm-hmm. and so then I just kind of like you know just like fake fake taking them, spit them out, spit them in the toilet, shit mm-hmm. like shit, shit like that. And it wasn't really, you know, because like I said, like it wasn't a 
like any kind of like mental, you know, like like in my brain wasn't producing enough serotonin and shit. Oh. It was just fucking, you know. The environment was. You're around violence. Yeah, you're just in a bad environment. And your environment is such a key, mm -hmm. you know, key, like a key thing to like your well well being. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you know, if you if you have nothing to look forward to, you don't get any kind of re reinforcement. If uh, you know you're always like if you if you're isolated, you always feel like you're some kind of enemy or that you're, you know, or that you're different. Then um, it's gonna affect you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think you know you can take pills, but I think the best way is just to get out of that fucking situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Pills just help you deal with it. Yeah. But why? But why deal with it? Like it's not it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I I I feel like if you are in an abusive relationship, yeah. no matter how many pills you take. Uh, you it will not be better. Right, right, right. Most right, likely right. you will not be suicidal, but uh, uh, you need to change the environment. Yeah, but for some people, the pills work, and if mm -hmm. it works for you, then fucking take them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I tried taking them. I did take them. I mean, mm -hmm. fuck, if, if there was a pill that fucking worked, you know what I mean? And I didn't take all the pills, but they mm -hmm. found something that actually helped me and worked. Like, yeah, you know so what I'm saying? you never had some pills helped you? Nah, cause it's always a trade-off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not depressed, but I don't feel anything now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, you don't get any lows, you don't have any highs either. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, certain things like, you know, I'll take like like herbal supplements and shit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And those will kind of help. You know what I mean? Those are great. Yeah, yeah. Shit like... B.O. B.O. grew are not the best. Yeah, you know what I mean? Shit, shit, shit like that, you know, ginseng, a little bit of stuff. Like, I noticed that that kind of stuff, masa root, maca, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. that shit's, you know. Oh, you, you mean that type of herbal supplements? Yeah. I was thinking about something else. Oh, okay. Are you talking about that? I mean, but that can help or that could not help too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's just something, you know, take for like fun. But I'm like depressed or something. Usually it's something like I need to work out mm -hmm. or. Uh, my diet shit, I didn't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm not staying hydrated. You know what I mean? I'm not resting enough. Or it's just, I'm doing a lot of, in it, or I'm doing too much, like, you know, as an artist, mm -hmm. as a comedian, mm -hmm. you're on stage and you're doing a lot of stuff. You're talking to people and you're entertaining this mm -hmm. and that. And sometimes it just gets old like you just gotta just like rest you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying you do yeah. a lot of energies you're smiling talking to people and you're not always appreciated you know what i mean mm -hmm. people don't understand like you know it's it, it's hard the pay is fucking shitty you know what i'm saying yeah. like one day you could you know make a lot of money potentially mm -hmm. but it's not like programming where if you're not a you know fucking write code you're gonna make money no matter yeah. what you know what i mean yeah. this is something where i mean it's it's tough you know what i mean and you gotta deal with other comedians <laughs> And, uh, you know, club owners, other shit, you know, I mean, it, it's fucking stressful. Yeah, comedy is uh, really um, not proportionally paid. That uh, uh, the the job is so hard, but the payment is so low. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. But, I mean, you can get paid doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Shit, that's one reason why I'm learning German, because then it's easier to get paid doing it, because... There's a lot of Germans in Germany. You know, there's a lot of Germans in Germany. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they like to they 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 like to listen to 
comedy in in German. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard that there are some a few uh, Netflix special in German. Yeah, and they say the quality is. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You put the subtitles on, but that's not the same. You yes. know what I mean? Like I don't think that's. You got to be like a native speaker and shit, but. Yeah, I mean that's that that's one of the big things, man. Like you can get paid doing comedy, then it's mm-hmm. easier. But even for the amount of work that you do, mm-hmm. that's what gets you fucking depressed. When you get mm-hmm. like, oh man, I made this much money, and then you think about like all the hours you spent, like perfecting the bits and promoting and mm-hmm. getting up off your ass and fucking traveling and doing all this and that. If you start thinking about the amount of hours you put in versus the money that you got back. Mm-hmm. Then it's uh, then then it can be very depressing. You <laughs> very very sad. But do you still love comedy? Yeah, of course. You How did I mean? you start to do comedy? Uh, I started. Let's see. Well, my my dad he did comedy. Mm-hmm. Like he was like just an open mic or whatever, and he would always listen to it, always do shit, and uh, like he liked to drink. And then he would just get drunk sometimes, just have me tell him a joke, you know, make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, tell some stupid joke, and he would just give you like the most harsh notes, or he'd smack you around a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, five year old talking about poop jokes, so fucking original. Like he would just go off, you know what I mean? So it was like mean, but eventually, like, it gets you better, you know what I'm saying? And then when you're living, like, you know, moving around a lot, oh. You're moving around a lot of shit. I, don't know. I went to therapy. I can talk about this. Um, when I went, like you go, uh, you know, you move around a lot. You know what I mean? You're living in like different like areas where it's like you know, like the group homes, foster care, and shit. Mm-hmm. And you're meeting new people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like you know, I'm a little guy. You know what I mean? So always had to just be charismatic, funny. You know what I mean? Had to be able to read the crowd, do this and that. So. I mean, comedy is just a skill that I've honed for, I guess, my whole life. Not not necessarily like because I wanted to, because I just fucking love comedy. It was like a survival skill. Yeah. And for like a long time, people always told me I should do stand up, and I never wanted to fucking do it because it was like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why do I want to make people laugh? Like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've been having to do that against my will forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm. You know, it's it was just like fuck that. But uh, I just decided that because I'm able to do it mm-hmm. and I might have less difficulty than some other people, mm-hmm. then I should just do it because, you know, I'm never going to be like, you know, I used to, you know, like I used to love boxing, fighting mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. I've never been a world champion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just don't have, you know, I didn't start early enough playing music and shit. I didn't really start early enough and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I figured, fuck it. Like I could just do it. You know what I mean? And eventually I learned to like it, but initially I just did it. Um, a friend of mine, I was working at a, at, at a theater in LA and a friend of mine offered me free comedy classes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you took a comedy class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you are nature, uh, natural. You don't need any course. Or I mean, a comedy course it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily help or not help. It just you pay you pay money, mm-hmm. so then you're like committed to like doing. Or in this case, I didn't pay. They gave me the course. Okay. They offered it to me. At first, they offered it to me, and I said no. Then they said I could take it for free, mm-hmm. and I said no. And then I found out the course was like five hundred dollars. <laughs> This is this is Los Angeles. You can actually like you know charge for that. So I said okay. So I took the course, 
And then I did it and then it was like, okay, like that was kind of fun, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I was just doing comedy for a few months. And then it was like, uh, you know, shit happens, lost my job, lost my apartment, lost my girlfriend. And I was, you know, struggling, homeless, doing shit, mm -hmm. going through, you know, like a, like a crisis. And I didn't do comedy for years, years and years after that. How maybe. many years was it? I'd say about five or six years oh without God. doing any kind of comedy. I, and I had no intention of ever doing comedy again. The first time you did comedy, uh, how long did you do it in LA? Like the first, like 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 the first set I ever had. I think uh, I did like five five minutes. No, I mean the first time you started in AA. Uh -huh. How long you continued uh, to do comedy? I mean, I probably did maybe one or two shows a week for six months, eight months. Okay. And it didn't get you hooked. And you gotta realize, man, like LA. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like Berlin where you could just hop on a train for 20 minutes and get somewhere and do like yeah. I said, it's like, it's a huge place. So for me to do a show, like for me to get to the comedy store where I did like a lot of my stuff, like, like early on, mm -hmm. that was like, you have to drive like 40 minutes, maybe like an hour and a half in, in traffic. Mm -hmm. Then you got to park your car, pay for parking. Oh. Then you got to go up there. You got to bring people. You got to get two or three people to like pay to go see you. You wow. know what I mean? They got to pay for tickets. Mm -hmm. They got to pay for drinks. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you're sitting there waiting and let's say like, you know, somebody... Like somebody, uh, like like one time I was I was at the belly room and I was waiting to go on stage, mm -hmm. and then it was Phase on Love, this guy that played Big Big Worm from like Friday, whatever, mm -hmm. and you know he he showed up and they immediately let him get on stage and he did like an hour just oh. testing out material. Who is this person? It's just the guy. He was on TV. He's been on movies. He's okay. been in TV, whatever. But. Mm -hmm. So now instead of me going up in 20 minutes, now I got to wait like an hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that happens in LA a lot. So you're mm -hmm. sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm eighth on the lineup, like, you know, five minute sets. This is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some guy from, you know, he's on TV, on cable. This mm -hmm. dude who was in a movie like mm -hmm. three, four years ago, he shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy, he's connected. He's friends with the owner. And now all of a sudden, instead of maybe getting out of there by 10 p.m., you're out of there at... 1 a.m. So audience, if you want to start comedy and you live in LA, feel free to move to Berlin. It's easier here. It is easier. You know what I mean? It, it's easier. I mean, I was I was poor. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I was very poor. So I couldn't afford to live like close to the comedy store. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I couldn't always afford like to, you know, I sometimes didn't even have, have an I wanted to go perform. I might have got booked for a show, mm. but I couldn't afford to drive there because, you oh. know what I mean? I didn't have the gas money. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You had to pay and do this and that. Like, LA is very expensive. It's very hard to live there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people who were, who, were, who were doing it, I mean, hands off to them. A lot of them are fucking sacrificing a lot. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, most people, at least when I was there, who were like, you know, pursuing acting, comedy, whatever, they were financed by, you know, parents. Yeah or some kind of other in, in, entity, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that's the reason why I just, like when I stopped, then it was like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was a pain in the ass any fucking way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just stopped for like a long time. Then how do you resume? Uh, I was in Thailand. I was in mm -hmm. Thailand 
and I was um, living on this island, cold, cold down. And this guy named Phil Nickel, nicest guy, fucking best dude in the fucking world. He was there and uh, he was staying on the island. He was doing dive courses and stuff and he put on a comedy show. And so I wasn't there when he put on the first one, but everyone was like, oh, there's this guy. He's so funny. His name's Tyrone. You got to get him on the show. Get him on the show. And people were like writing me. I was in Indonesia at the time. I'm like a visa run. You have to leave the country and mm-hmm. renew your visa and come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So I left. And I was diving in Indonesia and like, you know, people send me messages. Oh, there's this dude here. You should do a comedy show, this and that. And, you know, this time I was like, man, fuck that. I ain't doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfucker, some British motherfucker. I'm going to go perform on his show. Like, <laughs> fuck that. And then um, they set me up, actually. They had him pick me up from the fucking, uh, from the from the boat. So to get from the, from, from the boat into like the town is like 300 uh, baht, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Which is like. 10 bucks, you know what I mean? 10 uh-huh. euros. It's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's nothing here, but when you're mm-hmm. like in Thailand, 300 bots a fucking fortune. Yeah. So he picked me up and talked to him and he was just like the coolest dude and he convinced me. So we had like a little warm up thing. We mm-hmm. tested out some material in front of him. Uh-huh. He gave us a little bit of notes and then uh, I just fucking, um, the next time, oh yeah, and, and then there was this, uh, I don't want to talk about, but yeah, I had a, I, I, I had a friend, mm-hmm. a girl, Mm-hmm. And then when she found out, like, you know, that I might be doing this comedy thing, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, my God, you have to do it. Nah, mm-hmm. nah, nah. And she was like super into it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, OK, fuck it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So then we. uh, Yeah. So that like inspired me even more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so I did the show went really well. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, if you ever come to the UK, you can come stay with me and I'll hook mm-hmm. you up with some comedy and this and that. Who is this? This guy's name is Phil, Phil Nickel. Like oh, he's, Phil Nickel. He yeah. asked you to go to the UK. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that put on the show and shit. And he's like a guy, like he's won the Edinburgh Festival before. He's okay. been on TV, like okay. all kinds of shit. Like he's like a big, you know, he's like a, he's like a, he's, he's very well, well known in the UK comedy scene. Mm-hmm. So then I said, okay, cool. And then it was like, I was like, I'm still diving. So I went to, I went to stay in Africa and I was there for a while, mm-hmm. maybe like a year. And then. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I should just go do that like comedy thing in London before, you know, it changes his mind or some or some shit. So I went there, I stayed for like three months. You know in, what I mean? In London? In London, doing mm-hmm. doing comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I came out here, I did two shows here, went back to London. You came to Berlin, did two shows? Yeah, yeah. I had a friend went visiting, I did a couple mm-hmm. shows here. Mm-hmm. But then um, you know, the it's just hard because um London is it, it was like LA, but like the transportation was really a problem. But it was just so fucking expensive, mm-hmm. and you know it's really hard to be creative mm-hmm. when you have to worry about how you're gonna eat, how you're gonna afford this, how yeah. you're gonna do do that. You know what I mean? Like you really can't do anything out there, and like you don't know anybody. You know you have like no like family. You know what I mean? You might have some some friends out there, but they're but they're busy, you know what I'm saying, all the time. So it's a different kind of thing. I mean, London's a fucking grind, and I don't think. So two shows in Berlin, mm-hmm. you decide to move here? Uh, actually, I did two shows in Berlin, and then I left. I went travel was my first time in Europe. I traveled around mm-hmm. Europe. I left, went back to Asia, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, you know, I should just, like, it's like I didn't want to go back to the, the United States. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I stayed in Asia, it was just been... 
I mean, I, I could have stayed there. I, I would have just been like, like fighting probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe get, get back into diving. Mm-hmm. But then I decided like, you know, I'm going to go back to the UK. And because um, like at first it was a hard adjustment. But then by the, by the time I stopped, by, by the time I left the UK, it was actually like I had found my, my, my market. I'd found my niche. And it was like, you know what? Like I could probably make some money doing this here, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't want to stay in London. So the plan was initially to move to Manchester. Oh, okay. I was going to move to Manchester and then I was going to uh, just stay there and, and just do comedy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, pop up wherever I had to be, you know what I mean? Go to go to London for like a weekend, whatever. So and, this and time when you are in, in London doing comedy, did you start to love comedy? I start to love it. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you get around people. I think what keeps you doing comedy a lot is like you're, you're, you're in a city, you don't know anybody, mm-hmm. and you're just in this group now. These are the only people that you fucking know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, either I walk into a comedy club or I walk into a church, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or I fucking sign up for whatever kind of, you know, whatever they let somebody, you know, whatever, like foreign legion, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> foreign like, legion. Yeah, you know, like the fucking military. These are all institutions that kind of, you know, you can just come in off the street mm-hmm. and then bam, you automatically are doing something and there's yeah. people around you who are dealing with you and shit like that. You, have mm-hmm. no, you don't need any kind of qualifications, really. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. But I love it. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Like. It's one of those things, like, I never, I don't know, like, ask me shit that I fucking love. Like, I fucking love diving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love fucking, you know, watching movies. I love doing, like, other shit. You know what I mean? I love acting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hate fucking auditioning, which is why I don't really do acting. Mm-hmm. But I love acting. Mm-hmm. And doing stand-up, like, yeah, I, I love it. But there's other stuff that I could do. It was just something that I decided, like, you know what? Like, I could do this. And I have a gift towards this, and a lot of this mm-hmm. shit just comes natural. So I should do it, because you know it. It's like me not doing comedy is like you know some like it's seven a- foot tall dude who doesn't want to do basketball or play volleyball or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you're an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, if you uh, you are in Berlin, uh, you should come to see Tyrone. He is uh, amazing. Wow. He is better than at least half of Netflix. <laughs> oh, that's very nice to say. If you are on you know Netflix, I'm nice not talking say. about you. I'm talking about the other person. Yeah, <laughs> the ones who perform in German. That's what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to move to Manchester and I came here initially to, uh, was it my friend, a uh, couple friends of mine, good, good friends of mine, they were getting married here. Mm-hmm. So I was going to stay here for a month and then I was going to go to Manchester and start doing mm-hmm. comedy out there in, in the UK. And uh, something happened. My accommodation, everything in Manchester, it fell. It fell apart. It was like fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I go there, I have to like just stay in a hostel and try and find a place. And I said, well, you know what, Berlin. Like, it was during the summertime. It was nice. You know, there's a comedy scene. I checked out a couple of shows, and uh, then I just went on the whatever you find the fucking apartments, and I found a place like within days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because then, it's not in Berlin. Yeah, it was in Adlershof. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was a two-minute walk from the fucking, uh, from the um, S-Bahn. Where you said? Adler- Adlershof? Adlershof. Adlershof. Adlershof is... It, like it's, 
It's like three, four stops away from Schönefeld Airport. Is it like the、uh, the 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 village of、uh, Hitler? Adolfshof. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I mean, where Hitler? No, no. Well, Hitler's actually Austrian. Hitler's Austrian, but Adlershof. I mean, it's not that bad. It doesn't have the same, you know, places like 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 Matzan, Hellersdorf, maybe like maybe like Brits. Those are more like famous for being racist. You know, I mean, Lichtenberg. You know, it's always like don't go there. Where I was at, you know, I would see guys at at, at the gym with like some. Tattoos that look like you know, like those like runes and like weird tats and shit.、Mm-hmm. But I never really had a problem. Okay, I'm saying I never really had a problem. I think also、yeah. because you have muscles. <laughs> Maybe I mean, these, I mean, but these guys were giants. You know、yeah. what I mean? Like you got these big old you you you, you know, Deutschers. Like- Is that what it is?、Um, I mean, you can't even tell. I'm wearing black, but yeah. Nah, man, that's uh, yeah. But I just decided just, just to stay. There, there was comedy here. I found a place. I could afford it.、Mm-hmm. And then I was just tired of moving around.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just getting tired and shit. I decided to stay and just do comedy. I've been doing comedy ever since. Yeah. You know what I mean?、Uh, August twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. August twenty seventeen is when I came here.、Mm-hmm. And we got to get my visa till like six or seven months afterwards, just because the the waiting list. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard、yeah. to get to, to get in and do it here.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that that was that. Do you feel comedy helps with uh, uh, depression and?、Uh... Mm, maybe for some people, I think. Look at man, if you suffer from depression, you actually have the de- depression.、Mm-hmm. Like you need therapy.、Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like comedy, you have a good show, you 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 kill it.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fucking everyone liked your your, your set. That joke worked. That's a great high. That's、mm-hmm. that's awesome feeling. But it's temporary. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And your mental health shouldn't be predicated on the opinions or laughter of of others.、Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. But at the same time, you know you're new in town. You're、mm-hmm. in a city. You don't know anybody, and you feel isolated. Then comedy could potentially be a good way to meet people and network and form、yeah. some relationships.、Yeah. You know what I mean, but you could also do that with poetry.、Mm-hmm. You know, if you can sing or play play music, don't even have to do it well. You could do that. It's just another like activity. Like、mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't think that you know, if if comedy is your sole your sole source、mm-hmm. of mental health therapy,、mm-hmm. then you need to find a therapist. That's not good. You talk about a therapist. Uh, have you been through psychotherapy? Yeah. Shit, off and on my whole life. I mean, fucking hell. I had a therapist I was seeing here, and then coronavirus kind of tore tore that. I was only seeing her like once a month. It was like a free thing,、uh-huh. you know. And I was like, you know, like like once a month. Is it possible to get it more? Like, you know, I, I was like, should I go more frequently? And she was like, well, you know what? Honestly, like I'm seeing a lot of people, and you're one of the least fucked up. So <laughs> once a month is fine for you. I mean, that's what she said. I was like, okay. She said. Exactly what the least fucked up. Yeah, she was like, "You were like the least crazy." I mean, she was like, kind of, you know, she she said it with a smile, but I got what she was saying. Like, I'm not, you know, sitting here because people, you know, you got people that have been through a lot of shit and they never faced it and they never did anything. But I mean, I had therapy before, and I mean, I've had breakthroughs. You know, what I'm saying like it's hard to find a good therapist because a lot of it is, you know, if you find someone with the same background as you, you know,、yeah. what I mean, you might need a woman, you might need a black, you might need an African American, you might need a motherfucker from. 
You know, I mean, China, wherever the fuck you're from or whatever kind of background you have, you need someone who can understand you. Yeah. And just because you might have had a couple of therapists and they were shitty, yeah, that just means you had shitty, shitty therapists. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I go downstairs and have a doner kebab <laughs> and then the next day I got fucking diarrhea, I'm not going to stop eating doner kebabs. I'm going to stop eating downstairs and I'm going to find a place, you know, do some research and find something that actually works for, for me. But yeah. yeah, I think in a place like Berlin where people aren't necessarily friendly, it's cold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you maybe you have like a language barrier you have to overcome. Comedy, which is some kind of like, you know, performing art can be a good way for you to break out of your shell mm-hmm. and maybe not being isolated because being mm-hmm. isolated is what causes yeah. depression. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think this city uh, kind of, I mean, not even on purpose, but like mm-hmm. the environment, the way that it looks, mm-hmm. the weather, like that can like breed depression. And honestly, if I wasn't doing comedy here, if I wasn't able to do comedy here, I wouldn't live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would leave. I would go someplace warm and yeah. sunny. You know, like it, it's a huge switch. I lived in Thailand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like for months and months and months, you know what I mean? Like off and on. Like I stayed for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go from a place where everyone smiles <laughs> and says hello, you know what I mean? And like making friends is like that. Mm-hmm. And then you come to Berlin and it's like people, they just don't have time for that shit you know what mm-hmm. i mean or it's it's the same thing like you're happy you're smiling you're friendly mm-hmm. and then for a couple of weeks not enough people like reciprocate mm-hmm. and then you just shut down and go in your little shell and there's all these people shut down their little shell because they're so scared because i smiled and the big mean german didn't smile back <laughs> and now i'm sad like it is you know what what it is but definitely i feel like if you are a mentally healthy person mm-hmm. and it's not, I mean, it's, you're not just going to get it. Like I had to learn how to, how to do this and practice it, but you have to synthesize your own happiness. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like really like doing, mm-hmm. you know, do comedy cause you enjoy it. Do it mm-hmm. because you know, you, you like the challenge or because you know, one day you want to be Kevin Hart or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, but don't do it for mental health. Cause that's just, that's just bad. I mean, you're hurting yourself. You know what I'm saying? And like people need to like dispel that, that fucking myth. You do comedy and people laugh, your problems aren't going away. You know what I'm saying? It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Like, you know, I eat food, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm still hungry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna get hungry again. You have to fucking work on maybe that's a bad analogy, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like your depression isn't gonna get cured mm-hmm. through fucking laughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause if that was the case, then you know, you wouldn't have so many comedians. I mean shit, my dad would my dad was a comedian. He killed himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know this from, from a fact. Like, you know, I'm not you little bitches waiting for fuck. You know, I just want some attention. Like, no, motherfuckers in my family actually kill themselves. And I can tell you, like, they're funny as fuck, talented as fuck. You know what I mean? Not bad looking, very, very smart and everything. But they didn't get help. You know what I'm saying? And talking to strangers isn't like talking to a trained professional that you actually can connect with because mm-hmm. like i can say i've had breakthroughs you know what i'm saying you mentioned breakthroughs yeah. uh, can you uh make an example yeah sure um i was living in la mm-hmm. and you know it was just a hard place man so basically i okay so i was living in this apartment in this building, and I talk about it in one, in one of my jokes, but not, not about this hit situation, but there were all, all these kids there 
And, you know, when I first met them, they're like eight years old, nine years old. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm like the, you know, I'm not quite an adult like their parents, but then I'm not a kid like them. Yeah. So I was like the cool kids. So, you know, all these young kids are coming around asking for advice. You know, they need money. I pay them to wash my car, you know. Uh, How old were you? Oh, man, like 22, 23, okay. something okay. like that. You know what I mean? But so I just had these things, you know, these kid kids around. So, you know, and then over the years, you know go to the store, help them, help them pick out a computer. Their mom, they might not know about computers and shit, mm-hmm. you know, help them get set up, help them get on the internet, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was friends with a lot of these kids. And then, uh, I mean, it's America, right? So a few years later, they're turning 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Now this kid that I like watched grow up for like years, mm-hmm. you know, he just got murdered. You know, he joined the gang, he got murdered. You know what I mean? This kid, he goes to jail, you know, this, this girl, you know what I'm saying? She's like a regular girl and then something happened and now she's just, you know, sexually promiscuous now in a way where it's like, I know something happened to her to make her this kind of thing. So I'm going through that. And then it's like, you know, hard to get a job, hard to make ends meet. My grandmother's an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? Women in and out my life, but nothing's really working. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody wanted to fuck, but nobody wanted to be with me in a relationship. As weird as that was, you know what I'm saying? But that's just what was going on. So I had a lot of bad things happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I developed, um, I had uh, I had IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Oh. So that's just like, you know what that is? So I, I, IBS, basically, it's like you just have like a weak stomach. Mm-hmm. So you're just shitting a lot. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? You're taking like little tiny shits like mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, you're like that fucking, sounds like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just always just just like nerves, like these little tiny shits. And it's like, it's like a little water with like little like like shit nuggets in it. It's just this this weird thing. And so I had that. And um it was bad. And I took some medicine for it, uh, Prilosec. And um Prilosec. You know, if you ever get a chance, try it. It gave me some fucking awesome dreams, but they were fucking insane dreams. So, you know, I like I was getting chased. Like I, I was in a fucking car and I was in a car chase with fucking Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Like the planet Jupiter was fucking chasing me and I was driving away from like Jupiter and it was like spinning, running after me and making faces and flipping me off and shit. Like, so a lot of dreams like that. And then I went to this um, doctor. It was a It was a naturopathic doctor. So he gave me some uh, what's that shit? acupuncture, mm-hmm. you know, like a massage and stuff. Is this one Chinese or something? No, 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 no. Oh. It was a black dude. Okay. Black But, dude doing acupuncture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black dude doing acupuncture. Yeah, you're like, oh, black dude doing acupuncture. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is that culture uh, appropriation? Pro- uh, appropriation? No, I mean, he just, he just knew acupuncture. You know okay. what I mean? He wasn't like, you know. He didn't have like an accent or, 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 or like anything, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't there. I give you acupuncture. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? No, no, no. He wasn't like 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 that. But you know, he was wearing like like regular clothes. He wasn't like a monk or anything. But yeah, and he was just talking to me, and um, he was just asking like the right questions and really listening. And I just like snapped and I cried so fucking hard, and it was like convulsive, like that hard, <laughs> and like all this shit was like just came out. And then it was like, I was just cured. You know what I mean? Like I felt so much better after that. And then, you know, he gave me like some recommendations and I just took his advice and it was like, shit got better. So just one session, it become better. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was one set. I mean, I had therapy before, mm-hmm. but it was like this one session 
And like I said, you find the right motherfucker, you find the right person. And this just happened to me, you know, mm-hmm. so, some people, whatever you're going through could be different and shit. Mm-hmm. But for me, I had these problems, had these issues. And then we just talked and it like, I had this breakdown. And after that, you know, I was, I was way, way, way better mm-hmm. than I was before. Like my whole feeling, everything, you know, my, my bowel movements, like, you know, my stomach was still because it was like the stomach ass and everything kind of fucks with, but it was like a huge improvement and turned back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have to take, like he gave me like some herbs to like take and shit, mm-hmm. which kind of neutralized my stomach acid. And I had to eat like a certain amount of food, like a certain diet. So that my, you know, because like the, the lining was kind of fucked up. But then once that healed, I was fine. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's one of those things like, I mean, I know, sorry, sci- Scientologists, but, <laughs> you know, therapy works and just get it. Like there, there shouldn't be any shame to, I don't know why people would be ashamed about I think it. the Scientologists are against of Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel like psychiatry is like a bad thing because they got their own version yeah. of psychiatry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got their own thing that they're trying to sell. And so, you know, you go to a therapist, you know, if you're mentally healthy, you won't become a Scientologist and that's why they're against it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you also mentioned about OCD. OCD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, it wasn't obsessive compulsive. It was something, he said it was an obsessive disorder. And that was another thing. I was living with this girl and like I, I never used to watch the news. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You had to realize the news in the United States is terrifying. It's just murder, murder, rape, murder. You know what I mean? Trump. 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 Yeah, well, this is like even before Trump. You know what I mean? This is before Trump. I, I've been lived in America since Trump. You know, I, I lived when Obama was in office. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's always doom and gloom. And people will, like a lot of people who move to the United States from, you know, like, like let's say Canada, they'll say like, watching the news gave them nightmares for mm-hmm. four or five months. You know, you got serial killers, you got gangs, you got so much bad shit. So there was this girl that I I lived with and she would just watch CNN like all the time, all the fucking time. You know what I mean? And we were living together and we're spending so much time together. She would just always watch the news, always talking about the news, always talking about it. And uh, this was like when oil prices had like spiked and there's this thing going on called like peak oil. And uh, it was basically saying that all the all the like, like the world's petrol supplies was going to become more and more expensive. There are going to be wars about you know over fuel and over gas and shit. And I just started worrying about it, like and worrying about it. And I just couldn't fucking stop worrying. You know what I mean? And um, like the same thing. Like I went to uh, like the L.A. County, like um, God, like. Like basically just like the LA County Middle Hospital, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I went there and I talked to this guy about it. Like, luckily I I, I got in because a lot of people like you show up, you just don't get an appointment. I got mm-hmm. in, I got an appointment, and he prescribed this medicine, which did which did help. You know, it helped a little bit. Like it, it made me fat, but I was able to sleep. Um, but then the, uh, the the big thing was just you know, got some therapy, mm-hmm. talking to some people about my worries and my fears and shit. And then a lot of it was just getting away from that girl. Like I, I, I broke <laughs> up with her and I moved out. And uh, you know, like I was like I was like legit homeless after I broke up with her. But I was happier, you know, sleeping on the floor. You know what I mean? In some fucking you know asbestos filled office in Koreatown mm-hmm. than I did living with her because 
it was like, you know, I wouldn't say she was a bad person, but she, she was seeing like- she was addicted to the news and it was like she fed like the news, uh what's that other shit? Fucking um uh got reality shows. Late night shows? Not even like late night shows, but like like the news, like reality, like anything that was like negative, uh-huh. anything that, and she even said herself, like she likes to, you know, she loves celebrity guys, all that kind of, because oh. it makes her feel better. Oh. And so all that shit was just so negative and it just affected me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, and then I was a learning thing, like anybody who's into shit like that, it was just into like negative stuff, no matter how cute they are, no matter how hot they are, just don't fuck with them. You oh. know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you absorb it. You know what I mean? If you're that kind of person. Now I can watch the news. No fucking problem. It's like, I never watched it. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, all this shit's going to happen and the world's going to end and all this other kind of shit. And it was like my first time dealing with it. But now it's like, you know, just learn not to care. So you broke up with a girl because she watched CNN. I mean, it wasn't that simple. You know what I mean? But I mean, that was like part of it. You know what I'm saying? That was like part of it. Yeah, she, she was watching CNN, you know, I mean, if she was dating Fox News, we never would have dated. If she was watching Fox News, we never would have dated. But no, nah, I mean, she was, yeah, I mean, she was, she was, uh, she was a very unhappy person and she wasn't satisfied with where she was in life. Um, she had a condition called dyscalculia, which is like dyslexia with, with, with numbers, which no one really knows about. No one really does anything about. So you have a problem doing math. You have a problem doing Uh, you, you, you're bad with like directions. You get lost easily and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's an actual mental, like, 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 like it's an actual, uh, I guess it's a handicap from, mm-hmm. you know, like of a better, better word. Disability. Yeah. It's an actual disability, an actual condition mm-hmm. that I still haven't heard anybody doing it, but I know all people mm-hmm. suffer from it. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't get her college degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that really fucked with her because she's living in, you know, she's, she's living in the hood working a shitty ass job and you know she's like you know five or ten credits away from finishing university where she could get out and make way more money you know she's making 10 bucks an hour you get you know you graduate from college in america you know you get out you're making 12 bucks an hour so <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying i mean it's a joke but it isn't you know what i mean but that, that was the thing that she felt really bad about herself and so it was just she was kind of like I wouldn't really say it was on purpose, but her energy and everything that she yeah. did kind of made everyone else around her miserable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that, but I stayed because it was like, I didn't want to be homeless again. <laughs> but it was like, fucking man, just be homeless. <laughs> If you take anything from this, all right, just be fucking homeless. It's not worth it. Don't, don't, don't stay with somebody because you need a place to live. Yeah. Just fucking, you know, find a place, sleep in your car. I had a car sleeping in my car. You know what I mean? I had a I had a job. They let me keep the keys. So I'd sleep at the office, wake up early, mm-hmm. take a shower at the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be around miserable, fucking depressed, stagnant yeah. people. Yeah, I I think that's a really a good point. Uh, that um, lots of people it's it's hard to realize when I eat mm-hmm. that. Uh, oh, actually, I'm so not happy. It's because people around me are wrong. Yeah. And uh, also with people with uh, um, depression, mental illness, mm-hmm. um, high chance that they are also somehow isolated. Yeah. So with all the few people they actually have around, if they are toxic, mm-hmm. then it's really fucked because we don't 
I don't have anyone else, mm -hmm. but the ones I have are shit. Yeah. And uh, how to es escape this reality? I think uh, it's easier to do than you would think when you are in the situation. Mm -hmm. Because uh, um, sometimes with all those bad energies, um, just completely cut it off. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find new support uh, relationships faster than you think. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah, a yeah. clean slate. No, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that. It's kind of, no, I've had to do that a couple times where it's like I was just in a circle of people that these motherfuckers were just horrible. You know what I mean? Like, these are horrible fucking just lousy people. And, you know, you surround yourself with people like that and people will stop fucking with you because of the people that you're around. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's people that I don't fuck with just because, like, I might like you, but your boys ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And if you're fucking with them, then you probably ain't shit either. I just can't pinpoint, mm -hmm. uh, you know, exactly where your ain't shitness manifests itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that, 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 that's a huge thing. And I know it's it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes you feel guilty because it might be members of your family. Mm -hmm. It might be people that you grew up with. Yeah. You know, or you might just feel like, oh, I don't want to be mean and this person doesn't have anybody else and I have to be there. No, you don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is your life. And one of the best advice I ever had was just be selfish. You know what I mean? Don't go out and hurt people. Yeah. But this is your journey, man. You got to fucking do it. Yeah. And don't let anybody fucking hold you back. It's supposed to help you along. You know what I mean? You can help a motherfucker, but at the same time, you know, if you tell somebody, if you give somebody some advice, some solid advice, or you make like a suggestion and they don't follow your advice, they obviously don't fucking want your help. Yeah. If they keep coming back, they just want your attention. And that's yeah. a fucking drain. Get rid yeah. of those people. Exactly. I, I know a person uh, that uh, every half a year, uh, she will come to me, tell me she's miserable, she's depressed, mm -hmm. she needs help. And uh, um, I think with my depression, I like to help people yeah. to feel that I'm empowered, I'm useful for this society. Mm -hmm. So I'm so engaged and so emotionally attached to mm -hmm. help others. And every time this person comes to me, I feel so emotionally drained and yeah. I really, really want to help her. Mm -hmm. And I tried all I can and I tell her all I know and make the action plans for her. Mm -hmm. Then uh, after a few weeks, she'll come back to me saying she doesn't have an issue. And the situation become magically better even she did nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try to persuade her, no, no, your environment is toxic. Oh, please make change. And she starts to say, you don't know about me. You don't know about my situation. Please don't make uh, decision for me. And this happened like four or five times. Right. Then at one time I realized, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I don't want to talk with you. Ever again, fuck you. All you want to do is to fuck me up. Hey, yeah. Like, it's your journey. You need to help yourself. Yeah. And uh, it's my journey. I need to help myself. I'm not going to spend my energy to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. And yeah, also yeah. with this uh, toxic environment, I know not everyone can afford to change an environment. but I want to say there's more possibilities than you would think. For example, if you live in a Western country, mm -hmm. 
the easy if you really have no money, have no degree or whatever, you still can move to a cheaper country, for example, Southeast Asia, teaching English. That's right. And you can really detach yourself from the previous environment, meet new people,、mm-hmm. learn new culture, eat good food,、mm-hmm. and、uh, see how you feel. And maybe over time, you you can. Find your direction, or you can save some money to do、uh, education. For example, countries like uh, uh, Germany, education is free. So、oh. there's more ways to change your life than you would think, even if you have no money or no fa-、uh, no family support.、Yeah. So there's things you can do. Just just really really try. That's true.、Mm-hmm. You know, I think some people are just addicted to the drama. Mm-hmm. They love the misery. They love the fucking. I got people in my family I stopped talking to. You know, I got people that I've known for years and years, and I don't fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've had stalkers. You stop fucking with people, they start stalking you, start trying to find you and shit, and fucking. Oh, what the hell? Whatever else. You know what I mean? That's why I keep. I'm always staying private and shit because it's like you just never know. You know what I mean? You empower people. You do things for them,、mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, it's like a. I don't know, man. People like, like I said, get help. I know it's not, it's not easy, but just go and get help, man. You can't just go around just draining people, taking、yeah. advantage of them of their good、yeah. kind of art things. And another thing is, you know, nothing. Like, like fucking, don't be pitiful. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people they they play that card where you know they're like sad and they say a lot of things because they want that kind of attention.、Mm-hmm. And there's people out there who are actually going through some very、yeah. horrible things,、yes. and they've never known like love in their family or through friends and shit, and they've been through a lot of bad stuff.、Mm-hmm. And you know, I think、uh, God, where was I going with this? Okay, and they they're actually going through like all these bad things, and for you to sit there and just you know make up this drama in your head just for attention. It's kind of making it worse for these other people who actually need help because then you have these experiences, and you know I used to help people all the time, and now I'm guarded. Like I just don't, you know what I mean? Like if you have bad thoughts, bad feelings, and shit, don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, like I'm not here to help you. If you're sad and you have these bad thoughts, feel free to talk to me. Don't talk to me, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't. I'm done. I'm fucking retired. You know what I'm saying? I'm not qualified to talk to you. And at the same time, I didn't talk to motherfuckers ad nauseum at length,、mm-hmm. and they still fucked themselves. I put my life on hold、yeah. for people,、mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for like family members, and like you know what I mean, be there every second of the day and made sure that they got up, made sure they went to work, made sure they stayed out of trouble and shit like that. You know what I mean, grown motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying, not even my kids.、Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about cousins and shit like、mm-hmm. like that,、mm-hmm. and they still fucked it up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They still did what they wanted to do because that's what they wanted to do. They love the attention, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean. And you gotta just let people. Sometimes people gotta learn the fucking hard way. You know what I'm saying. And you helping them out, you might you just prolonging the fucking inevitable. Sometimes you gotta fucking hit rock bottom for you to actually, you know, elevate. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think、um, we, but we need to distinguish a bit, like. People who actually need help,、mm-hmm. and the people who just keep complaining and do do shit, do、mm-hmm. nothing, and drag everyone else down.、Mm-hmm. Like my advice is, if you know someone in real life,、mm-hmm. uh, they ask for help, 
give them advice, but don't be emotionally attached mm. and uh, see if they come back to you and if has in between they made any actions to try to get themselves out of it or mm. they are just bitching about all the time. Mm. If they bitch about it all the time, fuck them. Yeah. Give them a fucking referral. Find a find a good place that offers like free mental health. There's a what is it? Frauen Frauenkrise, Frauen Frauenkrise Center. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's I mean it's for women. You know what I mean? But I but there's like guys that come in and out of there too, and it's free counseling. You know what I mean? You know about these places. Yeah. So when someone comes across like oh I got this I got yeah. that you know what? Here's this. Yes. Talk to these motherfuckers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because. The these are professionals, you know. What yeah. I mean, you can sit there and be like, I'm gonna help this person, mm -hmm. but you don't know what you're doing, they're gonna end up bringing you down, you know. What yes, I'm saying it's yes. a lot easier to get mentally ill than it is to stay mentally well, yeah, yeah. You know, it, what I mean, it, it, it's important to set a boundary to say, I can help you, mm -hmm. I can give you advice, but I need to uh, be a bit distant because I need to protect myself. And myself is the most important thing. Yeah, shit, man. Well, it. Look, misery spreads like COVID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> More than COVID. More than COVID. You gotta, uh, you, you, you gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta stay positive, man. You know what I mean? You get the, uh, you know, what, what is it, man? You know, it kills worse more than fucking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Cigarette smoke is stress. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't let these motherfuckers give you secondhand stress. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm guaranteed dealing. The person stressing, they're gonna outlive your ass. You know what I'm saying? Because it it's more stressful to be around stressful people than actually be stressed yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because at least if I'm stressed out, then there's moves I can make to end this stress. You letting a, another motherfucker stress you out. There's only one thing you can do to get away from that shit, and that's to fucking leave that person in the dust, man. Change your number, block them on all the social media, <laughs> tell them fuck no, move out of town, do whatever you gotta do. And I've done it, and it works, and it helps. And another thing you can do, if they uh, uh, give you secondhand stress and uh, uh, dragging you down, you can start to uh, try to uh, ask them to lend money to you. Mm. <laughs> then they will never contact you again. <laughs> never contact. Yeah, you can do that. Or they give you money. And now you got this stressful person because I've experienced <laughs> that, that too. You say you get a rich motherfucker who's just miserable. They're just paying for their fucking friends. Now you're like, oh, man. You know what I mean? Or the, the best thing is if you got two motherfuckers who are miserable, stress-filled, complaining motherfuckers and put them together. Matchmaker. Match them together. You know what I'm saying? In Germany, it's called a relationship. You know what I'm saying? You get two irritating motherfuckers. Bam. Put them together. And then they make taxpayers. They can be miserable together. They can talk to each other. I mean, I've done that too. Like, I'm so good at getting fucking stressful. You know, it, it's a succubus. You heard of that term? A succubus? No. A succubus. It's something from, I believe it's ancient Greece. But basically it was like these, like these, like, like these demons. And they would just come and they would like suck on your life force. They would just feed on, you know, these fucking parasites. You get these parasites in your life, get them and have them hook up with each other. Mm -hmm. Put the parasites together and they can just feed and have these weird codependent relationships and shit. And you're out of the fucking picture. You know what I mean? That's that's all that you need to do, man. You don't have to sacrifice your own well-being for some other person. Because nine times, 99.9% .9 of the time, and I'm speaking from personal experience, they're not going to fucking appreciate it at all. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to get it. And then you're going to be in your feelings. You're going to be mad. Because you were expecting, you know, 
this fucking miracle turnaround and all, you know, they're going to be grateful and I'm going to feel, and you're not, it's just not going to work, man. You know what I'm saying? You're playing with fire, you know, and you can do comedy and shit and that'll give you like a short burst of like, oh, I feel better, but nah, man, fucking go and get help. Mm -hmm. Get it. So let's wrap it up. All right. So my final questions, Mm -hmm. it's it's not one question, it's a, a, a series of small questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you, you are in a breakdown, mm-hmm. or if you wake up feeling horrible, what's mm-hmm. your routine or best practice? Shit. Go for a run. Go work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go for a run. Go work out. Sometimes you just need to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got to realize, like, it's, it's a natural process. No one's happy 24-7. You're not happy all the fucking time. Like, sometimes you feel like shit. Sometimes you feel bad. And those are just times to, like, reflect, you know? Just, like, chill. There's nothing wrong taking a personal day. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Hanging out, you know? Fucking go have a drink. Go go do whatever. If it, if it continues and it's, like, every day, then maybe, you know, maybe you got a problem. Maybe you need to explore other avenues, but... If I wake up and I feel like shit, usually it's because my dumb ass didn't go to sleep. You know what I mean? I fucked around and ate some. You know, I like I like to eat like late at night and I'll fucking make a big old bowl of like 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 Korean ramen. You know what I mean? That shit that's like $1.29 at the fucking store. Tastes great, but it's full of chemicals and dog shit. Like it's horrible. You should go to Go Asia. That thing is like 69 cents. Yeah, well, no, that's, I mean, yeah. 69 cents, but yeah, I get the good ones. You get that cheap shit. I mean, I've gotten the 69 cent ones too. You mean like the mama noodles? No, the, the Korean uh, shin ramen. Yeah, the, the shin the shin ramyun. Yeah, I get those, but those are like 79 cents. Okay. I get the shin, I get the shin ramyun. Mm-hmm. I like the bulldog noodles. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I like, um, oh God, yeah. The bulldog noodles and the shin ramyun, those are definitely my favorite. You know they are amazing, and you can put vegetables in. Then they are not that bad anymore. I mean, they're still bad. It's just <laughs> bad with with vegetables in them. You know what I'm saying? It tastes great. <laughs> it's still got all the chemicals and shit. It's just now I got vegetables, so mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You're gonna shit it out easier the next day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like stuff that I ate, or maybe I just been you know not staying hydrated, or you know maybe I got a hangover from whatever smoking too much or some shit like that. But uh, yeah, just get up, run, fucking, you know, watch some movies, just take care of myself, you know, go out to eat, eat something nice yeah. and just treat yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, one of the things about doing kind of, I mean, doing, doing stand up, it can also hurt your mental health too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of times you're too hard on yourself, you're doing shows, you're setting unrealistic goals and fucking, you know, you got to be your own baby. You know what I mean? You're feeling bad, fucking get up, give yourself a bath, shave, mm-hmm. work out, eat some nice food. Be kind to yourself. Go for a walk, you know what I'm saying? And do some shit like that. And uh, that's usually what makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Eat lots of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. I eat oranges like a motherfucker. Cool. Then the next question, what's your favorite comedy special? Favorite comedy special, like in general or for like depression and stuff? Uh, preferably mental illness related. Mental illness related. Oh, man. There was actually one that I saw. I mean, well, recently the guy Gary Goldman, he Uh made one called The Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And that was just him talking about his journey with depression, how he dealt with it. 
that's an excellent special. Like dudes writing is fucking like incredible and shit and stuff you could actually um, you know, relate to. Then there is also uh oh god, uh Richard Pryor. I think it was live on the Sunset Strip. It was after he uh, set himself on fire trying to smoke some crack, and uh, he talks about like his you know like journey mental illness and stuff mm -hmm. and like those are yeah those are all like really really good to watch if you want to see like okay like i'm not alone i'm not a fucking freak i'm not a loser like everybody has bad days and shit you know what i mean and it's just how you deal with them you know it just takes practice and then it looks easy okay i think that's quite quite important because for example i uh i'm from china mm -hmm. uh depression is not uh, openly talked about in mm -hmm. china so when I got depressed, I thought I was the only one in the world who's depressed. Mm. And then that's just so overwhelming. Then when I started to do comedy, I found everyone is miserable and I was much happier. It's in Berlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, in America, a lot, I think in the black community too, people don't like to talk about depression. You know, it's now it, it's getting better. But as a kid, it was always like a white person's disease. It was yeah. a white person's thing. White people. They get depressed. I ain't got time to get depressed and shit like that. And it's just, you know, in, in America, at least white people are the only people who really have access to therapy and shit mm -hmm. like that. And there's actually like therapists for them who may not because, you know, just because someone has a d degree doesn't mean that they're that they should be talking to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can have a degree. And I, I, I could be a doctor in psych psychology and I could still be racist. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And you walk in my door talking, you know, whatever. I feel like it's fit, feel like that. And it's like, well, you know, you're subhuman. So I, I, I have a, a friend who is uh, like a mixed race. Mm -hmm. She's from U.S. Mm -hmm. And then she told me she went to see a therapy who is a white German lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, the white German lady told her mm -hmm. that uh, she is not black. Because mm. she she has light skin, right? And uh, the white German lady told my friend that uh, she shouldn't fear racism because she's not black. There you go. See, it's just dumb shit like that. So now everyone who's who had who's the qualifications doesn't mean that they should be talking to yeah. you. So for audience, if you are people of color, there's a market for you to study psychology. Study psychology, yeah. And uh, serve people like us. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. You know what I mean? I know there's a huge demand. Uh, I mean, like these Facebook groups where it's like, you know, for like black people living in Berlin and shit. And there's a huge demand for like a black therapist. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Huge. Like if you're, if you're watching this and you do therapy and you're black, even not licensed, if you got a license like in America or fucking Britain, whatever, you can make money under the table. And so there's a ton of black folks that needs your help. Like I could fucking send you, I, I could send you like 10 names and numbers like right now. Because these niggas are crazy and you need to talk to them. <laughs> okay, my last question. Mm. Uh, what's my last question? Let me check. Okay. So organized. <laughs> so if you have an opportunity now to t uh, talk with our audience uh, who are potentially depressed, what do you want to say to them? Um, the fuck is wrong with you, crazy motherfucker? Snap out of it. What the fuck? Stop choosing to live like this. Be happy and fucking get over it. No, um, honestly, I would say, uh, just kidding. I'm you sound like my Chinese it's a mother. Joke. Yeah, you, you being white. White. 
Um, Why are you so lazy? So lazy? Nah, you know what? So weak. Yeah, you know what? You're fucking. It's normal to feel the way that you feel, and if you really want to change, fucking go on holiday. Fucking move. Fucking start traveling, doing some shit. You only live once, motherfucker. You know what I mean? I didn't take the prescribed route that society tries to feed you. I'm still here. I'm living okay. I'm happy. You can be happy too. You don't have. You know, maybe you do, but if you don't have to be in the situation that you're in, if there's nothing holding you here except for like a job and oh, I got a really nice apartment, but you're miserable, then fucking go. It's just not worth it. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. And, you know, I mean, even if you're not depressed, you should talk to a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Even if you feel great, you should talk to somebody because shit can, you know, it's just good just to talk to someone and really just like reflect back. And work on stuff and just do shit that you fucking love, man. You know what I mean? The, Berlin is a hard place to live. In a lot of ways, it's super easy and convenient and fun, but it's also, you can be very isolated and feel very lonely in this place, especially this time of year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's hard with COVID and shit, but you know, if you're miserable and you got the money, then fuck off, man. Go to South Africa, go to the Philippines. And please remember, even if you don't have money, there's ways to change your life, to change your environment. Like, uh, just have hope. Especially if you're white, motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> goddammit, you can do anything. You can go to Asia and be a fucking king. Girls will love you. People want you at their house. You know what I'm saying? You'll get hired to work for companies just because you're white. You know what I mean? I know, dude, you can... Go online, fucking do a search, and you can buy any kind of like fake degree that you want from actual colleges. Like, there's so many ways you can be happy. Like, I've helped people do this. Like, I knew like guys who were like losers, like, oh, I don't have any money, nothing else. Like, here, man, get you a fake degree, get this, get that, and you're gonna fucking win. And they did it. You know, this guy's married now, beautiful wife in Thailand and shit. And you know what I mean? He did this all with, um, with my help. So, yeah. But he was someone who took my advice. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. He took my advice. He came to me. He had a problem. I told him what to do. He fucking did it. And now he's winning. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people took, like, I gave him advice. They didn't take it. And they're fucking losers. So if you are having depression, you have problems, I will talk to you once. Just this one-time thing. Mention, mention Moni's show. Mention Moni Zong and say, hey, I watched you on the show. I'll talk to you once. And then I'll give you some advice. And if you don't follow it, then I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's, oh, okay. that's it. But I can help you. One time. I'll talk to you once. So every audience who's watching this show, you get a free coupon <laughs> to talk with Tyrone for free and get a life advice if you show up at one of his shows. Until March 2020. March until <laughs> <laughs> March 2020. Every coupon has a fucking expiration date. March 20, March 15th, 2020, limited time. You got three months, motherfucker. March, today is... March 2021. Oh, March 2021. But March what, 2021. But what if, uh, like, uh, um, Corona doesn't over until March 21, there's no shows? That's too bad. I mean, we'll deal with that problem as it happens. You know what I'm saying? All that what if shit. That, that, that's another thing. If you want to be mentally healthy, fuck all that what if shit. Uh, okay. You also can follow Tyrone's Facebook page. I'll write it below. Okay. And uh, just record a video sent to Tyrone. He will reply to you. Exactly. When I have time. Mm -hmm.
And I probably won't send the video back. I'll just write back. <laughs> cool. Thank you for having you. Uh, I'm very happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's Thank me for having you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is uh, today's it's mental uh, podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, will take Tyrone's life advice and uh, stay alive. Stay, stay alive. Bye-bye. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right. Before.